It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Markel Fultz is back in the lineup, but the questions still remain. Plus, a Wendell Carter trade rumor, perhaps? We'll get into some of that, plus the log jam in the Eastern Conference. It's time for Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is January 9th, 2024. My name is Phil Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. If you can't tell, I am still a little bit sick, but feeling a lot better. You, of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we didn't address it a lot last night, but Markel Fultz back in the lineup for the Orlando Magic will break down what he showed us in his first game. Why patience is still the word of the day, but why time is running out for him to make his mark, and there are lots of concerns. We're going to get to that, plus a Wendell Carter trade rumor coming up in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember this great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started today. Don't forget you can catch every game of the Orlando Magic's regular season on the SiriusXM app. You can catch the home radio broadcast with our pal Jake Chapman on the SiriusXM app to search on the SXM app for Orlando Magic. The Magic take on the Timberwolves tonight at 7 p.m. at TSN. Okay. We didn't really get to it yesterday. A lot of things happening. A great clutch win for the Orlando Magic yesterday as they defeated the Atlanta Hawks. But a really joyous, momentous occasion. Um, I know that there are a lot of fan circles, and I'm in these, and I'm thinking about these things. We're going to discuss some of it here. There's a lot of these fan circles that are always thinking about the next steps and thinking about the beyond and thinking about the future. Seeing Markel Fultz walk back onto the court and get the ovation that he got from the sold-out Kia Center crowd on Sunday was a reminder, or should be a reminder, that Markel is an absolutely beloved figure with this team. Uh, he is a player that, that just connects with this fan base and connects with everybody. Um, it's He is he is a solid player. Say what you want about everything else. He is a solid, solid player. Um, and we'll get to some of the issues here in a minute. But it was, everyone was very happy to see Markel on the floor. He's played just one game since October 31st, has not played since November 9th. Um, it was a long time coming for me back on the floor. And generally, 
except for some big things. But generally, I thought he played well. He had four assists, got the ball moving, had a steal, got downhill, did a lot of Markel Fultzy things. And undoubtedly, you know, we see what Jalen Suggs does, how he likes to push the pace and get the ball down the court quickly. There's no one on this team that controls the pace of a game quite like Markel Fultz. Um, for all his shortcomings, for all his weaknesses, this team needs a point guard. And Markel Fultz is by far the best point guard on this team. And so, even in even in the limited minutes we got, we only got 15 minutes with him. He's gonna, you know, he's not on a minute limit of about 16 minutes. Um, even in 15 minutes, we saw how Fultz can help this team. And and, and look, you, you can't expect a player to dive right in and yeah, you missed that much time to dive right in and just look, you know, this ain't 2K. Guys aren't fully healthy, just jumping right in. It takes some time to get that pace down, to get that speed down, speed of the game down, down pat. Um, you don't see a lot of guys just come back and maybe that first game looked fine, but that first week, a lot of ups and downs. It's fine. Um, Foltzdale did some good things. But undoubtedly, everyone also looked to the important thing with Markel Fultz. Um, and unfortunately with Kel, as good as he is, as much of a leader as he is on this team, for as much as he helps stabilize this team, shooting is a big deal. And unfortunately, his shot looks rough. And obviously with Markel Fultz, there is a lot built into a shot. It has been something that has been much discussed. You know, the thoracic outlet syndrome took away a lot of his kind of explosive, not his explosiveness, but took away a lot of his range of movement with the shoulder and affected his ability to do some very simple things on the basketball court. Um, he was 0 for 2 from the floor and 0 for 4 from the foul line. The hitch that everyone obsesses over was very present. And, and honestly, like I would say this, he's always had a little bit of a hitch in his jumper. Um, even in fluid motions, it's always been a little bit of a hitch. But he always knew when to release the ball. That The timing of that release just feels off. Um, I remember watching that one play along the baseline. It felt like he released on his way down. That that hitch was just too pronounced or mistimed. And so maybe he needs to get the timing of it down again. Maybe that's the issue. So I would say, yes, discouraging on the shooting front because that's so important for him. But give him time. Give him a little bit of slack um, as much as you can. Um, obviously, it's a big deal. The Magic are shooting better right now, but teams still don't view this as a shooting team. For the whole season, the Magic have not been a good shooting team. As, as well as they're shooting right now, they have not been a good shooting team. Um, so I get it. But... I think you do got to give Fultz a little bit of time, just a little bit to figure it all out. Now, having said that, the pressure's on. I know we talked about this last week, but I want to reiterate this. The pressure is very much on. We're going to talk about the standings at the end of the episode, but the winning window for this Magic team is open. The Magic do not have the time to I don't want to say waste, that's too harsh. 
but they should not spend valuable resources and valuable time on players who can't help them win. And look, Markel can help them win. And, and I still firmly believe Markel Fultz has earned the right to prove himself in the playoffs. He's never played a full playoff. He's never been healthy for playoffs. He's earned the right to show us what he can do in a playoff situation. Having said that, he's a free agent this summer. Having said that, I think a lot of us have concluded or have come close to concluding that a non-shooting point guard is not what the Magic need. And so this injury could not have happened at a worse time for him. Because yes, there are options on the table. A lot of Magic fans obsessed with Tyus Jones. I'm obsessed with Malcolm Brogdon. A lot of Magic fans obsessed with Anthony Simons. DeJounte Murray could potentially be available in a trade as well. We saw him play with the Hawks on Sunday. I am not saying the Magic are connected to any of these names. There's been some reporting, you know, saying Tyus, maybe Tyus Jones. You know, I've seen a couple of people say DeJounte Murray would be a good fit with the Magic. Like, there's a lot of professional dot connecting going on right now. And, and, and we'll get to some more dot connecting here in a minute. There's a lot of professional dot connecting going on right now. But the Magic do not have time to waste. They do not have the time to sit and wait. They've got to get their team ready to win. They'll make the playoffs this year, and that's enough. But next year, it's going to be about advancing. It's going to be, how do we make this team better so that we can compete for a championship? We're getting there. We're not there yet. It's a journey. Don't, Don't lose sight of the journey for the destination. It's a journey. It's going to be a couple years before we're seriously competing for a title. But you got to start building that team now. And so Marco Fultz is back, and that is undoubtedly a good thing. He is going to help this team. He's going to make this version of this team better. But the pressure is on him to get healthy, number one. First and foremost, get healthy. And number two, show that he can be a part of this thing. And obviously, it's just one game. Don't overreact to it. He needs time to get back into rhythm. But Sunday night was rough for that big picture. It was fine for the short term. It was fine for the little picture of this season and making this team better. But it was rough for the long term. And unfortunately, I have to say this. Marco Fultz is back. That is great. But he's still got a long, long way to go. And so obviously... We are talking about the trade deadline and thinking a little bit about what's coming up in the next month. So let's chat a little bit about it with the trade rumor that came out about Wendell Carter. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, this podcast is sponsored by our friends over at BetterHelp. Look, we all need a moment. You know, Jalen Suggs had such a, a great message after Friday's game over the Denver Nuggets, you know, he said, you know, he, you know, he's talked about it all year about how he's spending, he spent a lot of this offseason getting in touch with himself, um, getting in, making sure his mental health was, was in a good place, acknowledging that some of the expectations that were heaped upon him weighed down, weighed him down and made it difficult for him to be successful, to be himself, more importantly. And so a lot of this summer for him 
was taking care of himself. And, and obviously he said this great message on Friday about his mental health, making sure his mental health was in such a good spot. We may not have media covering our every move. We may not have people breaking down our every decision. But we all put that pressure on ourselves too. And sometimes we need an encouraging word. We need a different perspective to get ourselves through it. And that's really what therapy does. That's what therapy does for me. And I'm sure it can do for you. If you if you need therapy or if you feel like you just need someone to talk to, BetterHelp is a place to go to find that trusted voice. If you're thinking of starting therapy, please give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on NBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H E L P.com slash locked on NBA. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. It's the first 24-7 streaming channel covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel today. Um, I apologize uh, first and foremost here. Um, my voice just decided to cut out on me while I'm recording this. Talking for 30 minutes straight is a little bit stressful for me right now. Uh, I am, if you listen to yesterday's show, you could probably hear from my voice that I am feeling much, feel from my, hear from my voice and my energy. I am feeling much better today than I did yesterday. Still getting over an illness. So I appreciate y'all for sticking with me through that and, and dealing with um, the hoarseness of my voice and, and a few coughs here and there, which I'm going to do right now. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, cough away from the mic. Um, but you know, we're we're officially a month away from the trade, trade deadline. February 8th is the trade deadline. And look, I'm going to repeat this. I know it's not going to make all of, you, all of y'all happy. I am expecting a quiet trade deadline for the Orlando Magic. And I'm going to explain why in this segment, why I think it's going to be quiet. Um, it's not that the Magic don't have areas they need to improve. We've talked a lot about the point guard issue. Marco Fultz is there as a place, it feels like as a placeholder. Um, with a chance to prove himself. And I want him to prove himself. Um, I think they want to explore what Jalen Suggs can do a little bit more so that they can figure out, okay, can, can we rely on him to be a ball handler? What kind of off guard do we need next to a Jalen Suggs? Um, obviously, this team needs shooting as well as they're shooting right now. We don't expect that to last, but they need shooting very, very badly. Um, we see that. We know that. And so it's not that the Magic don't have needs. It's that A, We've seen from Jeff Waltman in his history that he tends to be cautious, that he believes very much in a team's continuity and isn't likely to 
disrupt what the team has built so far. Um, it doesn't feel likely that he is going to kind of throw, you know, take the pin out and throw a grenade into the middle of this season. Um, there's They don't want to save this season. Um, we'll talk about the standings here in a minute, but they want to build something for the long term. So it's only a trade that makes sense for the long term. Um, and at the end of the day, I think they want to give this group the chance to see how far they can go. Um, to, to see this group tested in the playoffs and figure out what works and what doesn't work. And, you know, I've talked a lot about this in the Wendell Carter context where he's not an above-the-rim rim protector. Can that succeed in the playoffs? Can you get away with that in the playoffs? My suspicion is no, you can't. But Wendell Carter, when he's healthy, has at least earned the opportunity to prove that thesis right or wrong without making a decision beforehand. The Magic are in a rush, but in no rush, if that makes sense. However, this is a playoff team now. Like I said, the winning window is open. The Magic's opportunity to win, the Magic's chances to be competitive is open. And look, they're playing Minnesota tonight. It's a great team. That's an example of that. Minnesota made the playoffs with a young star in Anthony Edwards. Or they made the play-in tournament, won the play-in tournament, made the playoffs. Got a taste of that. And we're like, we got to push some chips in. Made that huge trade for Rudy Gobert. Disappointing season, a lot of injuries to Carl Anthony Towns, especially. Another play-in tournament, another playoff series. Now they're the number one team in the West. The Magic, I don't think they're going to push their, chi- their chips in that much to go get a guy like Rudy Gobert. But having said that, this is kind of where the Magic are at. You know, they've got to be willing to make that deal when it comes around. Um, the winning window is open. They can't be so married to their players. And so that leads us to Wendell Carter. Wendell Carter was recently listed in a report by Mark Stein. Mark Stein on his Substack said, several rival front office executives believe Wendell Carter could become available in this trading cycle. So, the way it's phrased in his article does not suggest the Magic are out shopping Wendell Carter. Again, the way things are phrased, the way things are mentioned, that stuff matters. Read between the lines, you know, all that stuff. Um, but with the Magic having Goga Batadze and Mo Wagner playing really well, there are some people that think that when, that now might be the time to maximize Wendell Carter's value. And so with him being dealing with injuries and being in and out of the lineup, the Magic might make a move or teams are wondering, you know, could we pry him for probably cheap um, since his, he's not playing very well. I'm skeptical that happens. Again, the way the reporting looks, the way the reporting goes certainly suggests that it's other teams making this pitch. It's other teams speculating and surmising. It's not the magic. The magic aren't the ones kind of driving this rumor. Remember that, please. Um, It's not the magic driving this thing. But I do think there's one important note to make out of that. Forget about who the magic might acquire for a second. You know, we got our list. Brogdon, let's go, you know, Brogdon, Murray, Corey Kispert, throw Luke Kennard in there with the Grizzlies now that that John Moran is out. Um, Daniel Gafford might be on that list again. Uh, Tyus Jones, obviously, with the Wizards might be on that list. 
there's a list of players that the Magic are, you know, I've, I've seen Magic fans throw around D'Angelo Russell, which no, um, which no, no, no. But there's a list. We all have our list. Forget who the Magic might acquire. Flip it back around. What might the Magic give up? What are the Magic willing to give up? Most of us have probably built our trade scenarios around Markel Fultz's salary, expiring contract. That's not going to get you much on the market because Markel Fultz isn't playing, obviously, right now. Sort of damaged goods, and there aren't a lot of great free agents in this draft, in this free agency class. There's Gary Harris having a really bad down year, dealing with injuries again. Veteran, probably going to get you some value, but another expiring contract, not going to get you a ton. Jonathan Isaacs, Jonathan Isaacs, same deal. And then you have Wendell, and then you have Jumo KK, who's in and out of the rotation. Maybe someone takes a second draft on him, but who's really given up a ton for him? And then you have Wendell Carter. Team-friendly contract. A really solid center when he's healthy, but he's not healthy right now. What team is buying him? And if you're selling him, what are you really getting back in return? You know, I had a friend of mine say, Wendell Carter right now is playing like Chicago Wendell Carter. Are you trading Wendell Carter? You're not doing the Vooch deal. And Nikola Vucevic might be available this this deadline too. You're not doing the Nikola Vucevic deal. Uh, so how much is Wendell Carter really worth? At the end of the day, it's this side of the equation that makes me, that makes me hesitant to say the Magic are going to make deals this, this deadline. Because all the guys that they would trade are hurt. Who in their starting lineup, who in their rotation are they moving that can net them long-term value? Forget trying to get a team that's better this year. Long-term value. Think about the next two to three years. Who do the Magic have that could get them Buddy healed? With the way guys are playing, with the guy, way guys are in and out of the lineup, that deal just isn't there. On top of that, the Magic can just go out and sign him in the offseason for free and not give up anything. It's the same thing with Tyus Jones. That's why I'm skeptical. If the Magic are interested in Tyus Jones, that's why I'm skeptical the Magic trade for Tyus Jones. Unless, you know, they really feel like someone's going to steal it, going to be able to steal them from him and, and take his bird rights or would, you know, grab his bird rights and resign him. That's the problem for the Magic. And that's why. It does make a little bit of sense that Wendell Carter's on the market. Because I think at this time of year, we thought maybe Markel Fultz will be worth something. Gary Harris will certainly be worth something to someone because he's a veteran and the Magic want to free up some room for Caleb Easter for Jed Howard. It makes me think that the Magic aren't actually going to be buyers at this deadline. The market is probably going to want to treat them like buyers, or the Magic probably want to act like buyers to improve their roster. But in reality, the assets they're willing to give up at this juncture are all sell assets. They're not buy assets. They're not asset. They're not assets that are going to buy you something. They're sell assets. And to me, unless Wendell Carter returns and starts playing a whole lot better and the Magic just decide to cash out, which I doubt, that to me means there isn't a deal out there to be made.
but we'll see what happens. When we come back, we're going to talk about an oddity in the Eastern Conference standings. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at FanDuel. The NFL season is over. The regular season is over, at least. The playoffs are starting this weekend. And there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you face when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab. You can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a touchdown today. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Again, I apologize for my voice for cracking. Um, been a rough, been a rough day. I am feeling a lot better. Do appreciate everyone who listened to the show, messaged me, said, "Hey, hope you feel better." That was really, really rough. I know Sunday was really, really rough for me. Um, was definitely more out of it. I'm definitely more into it today. If you can, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see I'm probably a little more animated, a little bit more excited. But um, the talking for 30 minutes is is a lot. So I'm going to make this last segment quick, like I did yesterday. Um, Let's talk about the standings. Um, is it too early to look at the standings? Probably. Um, it's it's probably too early. We're not halfway through the season yet. We'll hit the halfway mark of the season next Wednesday in Atlanta. Um, I'm very excited for that one, um, mostly because I'll be there. Um, but um, the standings right now in the East, I think, are fascinating. And and I I want to point this out because we're in a quirky time right now. And I don't think this is going to change. Uh, I know Tyrese Halliburton had a major scare tonight. Um, we'll see how long he's out. But I don't think the general gist of the standings are going to change. So here are the East standings. First place is Boston at 23-8. and They're pro- Or 28-8. They're not 23-8. 28-8. They're probably going to hang on to the one seed, barring, again, a collapse. But they're in the one seed pretty comfortably. Three and a half games up on the Milwaukee Bucks, who are 25 and 12. Bucks are struggling defensively right now. Took a bad loss to the Jazz tonight, is what it is. They're a game up on the Philadelphia 76ers at 23 and 12. Your top three, Boston, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, feel pretty locked in. Now, Philadelphia's five and five in their last 10. Milwaukee's five and five in their last 10. None of these teams are making up crazy ground, but Boston feels like they're gaining distance at one. Milwaukee, Philadelphia are 2 three. Two and a half games behind Philadelphia in fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth place are the Miami Heat, Orlando Magic, Indiana Pacers, Cleveland Cavaliers, New York Knicks, 
all at 21 and 15. Let me repeat that in case you don't believe me. Go to NBA.com slash standings. Look it up. The Miami Heat, Orlando Magic, Indiana Pacers, Cleveland Cavaliers, New York Knicks are all 21 and 15. Four through eight are all completely tied. I will say this. I don't think this is going to change. I mean, yeah, teams are going to lose. Teams are going to win. They'll go on hot streaks. They'll go on cold streaks. I think four through eight is going to be this tight the rest of the way. Like, look, Miami is probably the favorite to get home court advantage in that first round just because they're Miami. Everyone trusts them. New York and Cleveland might be the favorites to get five and six, pushing Orlando and Indiana down to the seven, eight game. But I don't think there's going to be much separation between these teams. And I want to point this out to A, let everyone know that, okay, Orlando's going through a really difficult January. We're going to play New York on Monday. Uh, The Magic play Miami on Friday. They play Miami again next Sunday. This is a big month to get some separation, to play some of these teams. Uh, and and to kind of establish where we are for the stretch run because Orlando has, at least by the numbers, the easiest schedule in the league after the All-Star break. The Magic should be fine to pick up a seed line and pick up Brown after the All-Star break, provided they can take care of their business. Um, which they largely have. They've been very good against bad teams this year. And they've been very good at home. They have an eight-game homestand coming up uh, in March. Um, the standings are going to be like this the rest of the way. And it's going to be tight. We are in a playoff race, folks. We are in a tight race to the finish. And I imagine that these games are going to stay, that the, that this, these, this team is going to feel this pressure all the way through to the end of the season. Now, you know, I think the Magic are aware of where they sit in the standings, but they're not obsessed with it. And I would say, I'm putting out the standings today because of this quirk. Don't look at the standings very much for the rest of the rest of the year. Let's give it to the All-Star break. Essentially, like my belief has been, get to the All-Star break. The Magic schedule sets them up to pick up a seed line. If they're in the play-in tournament, I think they can get to six. Because I don't see this team... As bad as they played, they're five and five in their last 10 games. They're treading water right now, which is all, which is like pretty good. I don't see this team falling too far back, maybe two games back, that they can't make up that distance, that they can't make up that ground. And this, you know, they still got to see Miami three more times. They still got to see New York a couple more times. You know, they got Indiana one more time at home. Um, they're going to see these teams again. And they will have their chance to beat them. And they will have their chance to make their mark in the standings. The East is going to have a log jam in the middle. And I don't think that's going away. So just be aware of it. Because we're in a playoff race. Every game is going to matter. Every game is going to count. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Lockdown Magic. You, of course, find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast at Apple Podcasts. Just tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the places on the podcast to your podcast. Able to advice. You can, of course, find us as well on YouTube at youtube.com slash Magic. If you want to see my smiling face instead of just listening to my terrible voice uh, when I'm sick, 
You can see me be sick as well. Um, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us on Twitter at omagicdaily. And of course, be sure to check out my Patreon page, the Orlando Magic Hub. Check it out at patreon.com slash Hub. Don't forget to check out the Locked On Podcast Network's 24-7 streaming channel, Locked On Sports Today. You can find that on YouTube. Get the latest from the local experts on the biggest stories in sports from around the sports world, as well as our national shows. Check it out on YouTube at Locked On Sports Today. On tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll break down the Magic's game against the Minnesota Timberwolves. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Phil Prosper Mike. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.